0: When you're being something you're not to get the approval of other people they will like you for what you showed them they will like you for how you've presented yourself to them they won't like appreciate you like you for who you truly are
1: hello and welcome to the journal with me your host lucy spicer the journal is your go-to podcast for deep and empowering conversations that also gives you the practical tools knowledge and motivation to transform your own life Join me as my guests share with you the defining moments that turn their times of darkness into opportunities for growth. At the end of each episode, I'll be showing you how to find a lesson in someone else's story by giving you guided journaling prompts to help you change your own life. So for now, join me for our next guest entry into The journal. Today's entry comes from Valentina Marsola. Valentina is a personal development coach, speaker, and breathwork mentor. She's also, if you didn't already know, one of my very best friends. You will love this episode if you're in a space where you're wanting to embody that more confident version of yourself, but you don't know where to start. She really opens up about her journey from having a panic disorder, having to kind of relearn doing even everyday activities, constantly seeking out valid from others and shaping her identity from others as well to this space that she's reached now as this multifaceted human being, which she explains so incredibly in this episode of really giving yourself that permission to be who you want to be and not putting yourself in a box and how you can kind of go on that journey of of self-discovery and the actionable tools that you can make today to be that person that you want to be without shame, or fear of judgment. This was a really inspiring episode and it's really one not to be missed. There are so many, Golden nuggets of wisdom for you to listen to and for you to take away and to implement into everyday life. So let me know how you find this episode. I really can't wait for you to listen to it and for you to leave feeling uplifted and motivated, inspired to know that you also, just like Valentina, can truly turn your life around. Valentina is a personal development coach, speaker and thought leader, also known as the Modern Day Guide to Limitless Living. She partners with peak performing individuals and brands in the wellness, entertainment and entrepreneurial space to help them unlock their full potential. She takes a holistic and modern approach when it comes to supporting her clients, which is multifaceted, rooted in spirituality and backed by science. Through bespoke coaching, speaking engagements, and workshops centred around hypnotherapy, breathwork, and meditation, she helps people shift their relationship with fear and discomfort, manage stress and high pressure, build resilience, and develop unshakable confidence and self-trust. Her work is about building a collective of confident and self-assured changemakers who will give back to their communities and the planet, paving the way towards a brighter, more beautiful world for all. Hi, Valentina. Hi Lucy, so happy to be here. So happy to have you here. It's always super special for me to have Valentina at any of my events if you don't already know we used to build our business four years ago from cafes in Brighton and it's amazing when we can celebrate each other's successes Valentina comes to my events she's now on my podcast and we really celebrate each other's milestones in our businesses. Honestly it's
0: been such a journey and to be able to do this together is incredible to know that we're sitting here like recording this in London like four years ago we'd be like what exactly actually
1: impressive. I sometimes think that I'm like The stuff that I've manifested, I was actually saying this to my partner last night, the stuff that I've manifested, I actually wouldn't have been able to even think about years ago, if that makes sense. So true. Honestly, we were like
0: really working like we didn't even know how to write an invoice right <laughs> yeah, So we like, figured that out we, together we had to figure that out together in a little cafe in hope like how do you write your invoices <laughs> yeah. right so it was really it's so wonderful to see each other's journeys and be Absolutely. in each other's journeys and 100%. support one another like through everything and it was so nice to be part of like your events to be there to see you grow and evolve and now also be part of this so i'm so happy to be here and thank you so much for having me
1: Well, thank you so much for coming. Not only are you my best friend for the listeners that don't know, but, you know, the way that I see you is this like fiercely independent, confident, cultured, effortlessly cool, like actual style queen over here, business owner. But for the listeners that kind of don't know, and I don't know, you know, how much you've shared this story as well within your own following, that hasn't always been the case, right? So... If you can Valentina, kind of take me back to to how life was before, before you reached this space. Thank you so much for that. It's a really
0: incredible compliment. (laughs) Definitely crazy because it was completely different back then. Mm. Um, I was extremely insecure. I was often, basically always, I was living my life seeking validation externally, so from others Mm -hmm. constantly. And I was uh, really crippled by fear afraid of things afraid I wasn't making big bold moves that I'm doing now Mm. um and a lot of you know I've really realized over the years like this change was it was gradual yeah it came really gradually but when you look back like it's small changes over time but when you look back yeah you realize oh what a big transformation right Right. It's like one day I always tell my clients one day you, you look back and you're like I made a big change here, um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't always the case. Yeah, um, I think we're always a working progress. Yeah, we still are. Yeah, right? we're always evolving, always growing. But yeah, it, it looked very different. I had a uh, panic disorder yeah. and chronic anxiety. I was on antidepressants. I was in a very toxic and emotionally abusive relationship, and um, I really didn't. I completely lost my spark. Yeah, I'm almost entering into depression and um it's it was a it was a a tough a tough time and i yeah got myself out of it with the help and support of bunch of tools which we can talk about today. Absolutely.
1: And when you were in that space, Valentina, you you mentioned, you know, you're seeking that external validation. And I think that's something that will really kind of resonate with my clients and listeners, but kind of unpacking that, how, how does that show up? You know, how might someone recognize that they're seeking external validation from others? Well, I would say when
0: You know, everything, all the choices you make in your life Mm -hmm. are based on what other people perceive about you. Right. So truly, making like decisions and um, having thought processes that are not based on what you truly want and desire, but like you're basically living in someone else's head the whole time Mm -hmm. or in other people's minds, Mm -hmm. right? So you are in other people's minds and you think, how are they perceiving me in this situation? And what would mom think? What would dad think? What would grandma think? What would my boyfriend think? What would my childhood friends think, you know? Yeah. And that is when you realize okay what when you are constantly neglecting your own desires that's when you know you're most probably seeking external validation or at least you're very external oriented rather than inner oriented
1: right and if you're if you're kind of listening to those external factors I guess you're kind of shaping yourself then based on other people's opinions and how you think they might like you to be right
0: absolutely and you and you know I've I think this, like I said, it's a work in progress. Mm. As you evolve and grow, you notice. Wait, am I still doing this? Am I st-? so? It's a constant work in progress. But what I've what I've learned, like back then, I wasn't aware of it at all. Right. Right. So I was doing this on autopilot. It was an automatic thing. Yeah. Until, like, my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit, everything was being like, "That's it. Enough. Enough. Yeah. Like we're gonna have to like." literally the universe cornered me, right? I always say this, sometimes the universe comes along and corners you and they're like, okay, you know, and the universe is like, you know what? If you don't work on this now, if you yeah. don't look at this, if yeah. you don't listen to all yeah. the signals I've given you, yeah. it's going to like, things are going to get really bad. Yeah. And you get to a point where there's a point of no return, where like you're forced to work yes. on yourself. So yeah, over the years I've realized like you push yourself out of shape Yeah. and even in in like your adult years even when you're aware of it like it's it takes conscious effort so even if people have done a lot of work I just want them to know like you're not regressing it's not like all the work you've done is useless or whatnot it's actually you need to remind yourself of it because we can fall back into old patterns uh, really quickly yes so yes pushing yourself out of shape for other people is um has been quite a pattern for me in in the past and um Growing and evolving, I've, you know, learned to to address that and to work on that and to put my needs and my desires first.
1: A hundred percent, which is so important, right. And I guess knowing as well your background, which you know listeners might not know, or certainly my followers if they haven't come across you yet, you weren't always a coach. And you've had like a variety of, I think variety is probably the best word. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Of careers and experiences. And how did that kind of play into this? How do you think that affected you back then when you were suffering with that anxiety, where you were seeking that validation from others? How did, yeah, those experiences and those opportunities that you were having, how was that impacting
0: well, it impacted me in many, many ways because having this thing about, you know, wanting to please everyone else, making my family proud, the mm-hmm. people around me proud, um, living life based on their desires, their needs, their eyes, right? Living in their minds, plus me being quite a multifaceted individual, yeah. wanting to be many different things. Yeah. I try to fit into boxes. Right. And so a lot of what I focus on now is... You know stepping out of that box and being you uniquely you and being all of you so Sounds. really embracing all facets of who you truly are. Um, which is in the end what really truly makes you unique. It's the yeah. one thing that makes you you. And when you try to fit into a box, you try to be like someone else mm-hmm. and that removes that authenticity. But it's a it's a scary thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thing to do to step mm-hmm. out of the box and be something completely different, mm-hmm. something uniquely you. Because mm-hmm. you're relying on your own like mm-hmm. on who you truly are, your true essence at your core. And so it doesn't it doesn't work. You cannot, you know, please everyone and live life based on other people's desires and, 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 you know, get external validation and be yourself. It starts clashing. And that's what happened to me. I felt like a walking contradiction in every industry I was in. So, you know, at at the age of 15, I was... um, selected to be on an expedition with an explorer right and we were doing a lot of environmental projects and it was an incredible experience for me like I got some time off school to go on an expedition in India and first we were in a selection cap in Switzerland yes. with all these young people from all over the world and I was very ambitious and you know I was I felt like okay let me fit into that box mm-hmm. and then you know went back to you know back to high school and um started modeling for mm-hmm. example and there I was like wait but those two worlds are so contradicting mm-hmm. right these environmental mm-hmm. projects but mm-hmm. then the modeling being mm-hmm. quite a consumer's industry and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god like I'm, I'm not fitting in here but that was a passion of mine as well and I got into it and I really enjoyed it and I wanted to explore that but I wanted to explore the other side as well and then I started my, you know, psychology degree, and then, you know, I was the student, but then I was running to castings in between, and then, you know, having these projects on the side, and then I started doing yoga teacher training, and in the yoga world, yeah. I wasn't really fitting because yeah. I was like in the modeling. So, every single world I was in, and there were many more than these, yeah, um, I kind of felt like I wasn't fitting in, yeah, until you know it clicked with all the constant striving to make sure I could fit into these boxes and like being unhappy in the end, Mm -hmm. I realized that, you know, you no longer need to fit in. In fact, what I always tell my clients is standing out is a new fitting in. I love that. And you're so limited in those boxes. When you try to fit in, fit into yes. what? For who? Yes. Like the thing is, it's such a it's, it's very interesting. It's like this misconception. When we fit in, yeah. people are gonna accept us, people yes. are gonna want us, yes. people are gonna, you know, wanna be around us. Because we fit in, right? The whole term fitting in. Yes really explains that like being part of something but the it actually when you try when you're being something you're not to get the approval of other people they will like you for what you showed them they yeah. will like you for what you've how you've presented yourself to them they won't like appreciate you like you for who you truly are yeah so every day you're kind of almost hiding parts of yourself yeah whereas if you have the bravery and the courage to stand out yeah. to be yourself yeah. to own all parts of you be like yeah. yes i like this and i like this yes feels contradicting okay no problem yes. then you'll you'll really attract people towards you that love you for that yeah and you don't have to put on a show every day with yes. your friends with yes. you know your chosen family and the, the, yes. the community you surround yourself with yes. because They'll love you for who you are authentically. And so you're living a more authentic and wholesome life, a more fulfilling life. So in the end, that's why I think standing out it truly is the new fitting in. If I you think, think that's about so it.
1: powerful. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we had this discussion recently and I, I experienced that for myself and that I've um, now got my, my mum calls him my action man, boyfriend, Oh Tom. yes, absolutely, <laughs> Tom, we love you. <laughs> South African, loves the outdoors. And what's been really nice is that he's nurtured that from me and I've done mm. things that I never would. Again, probably because I was limiting myself and I was like, you're not the outdoorsy type, you see. Turns out. I really am, and I love it. And I was recently at the um, Lake District with him, literally clinging onto the side of a mountain. I think (laughs) it was the second I've ever (laughs) hiked. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I was thinking, how can you, you know, you're, you're enjoying this, But also, you know, you could find me on the King's Road with a glass of champagne, you know, as we love to do or our Selfridges days and have a little bit of our bougie era. And it was so liberating to think, but Lucy, you can do both. And that's okay. You know, that was such a freeing experience to me. I, I love this from you. This it's really resonated. The first time we ever spoke about it was this this idea of being this multifaceted human being. You don't have to be just one thing
0: absolutely and i love that about you too and it's so cool that you got to also experience that side of you yeah and yeah people come into your life and and pull these sides out of you but you have to have the bravery to kind of enjoy them ac- accept them yeah. and lean into them because yeah. if we say you know oh no i'm just a the bougie type, I'm not going to go climb up mountains. Sure. And you don't allow yourself to to also find that part of you because you've so, you know, constricted yourself to that box. Yeah. And so it's so wonderful and freeing, like you said, and yeah. it's so nice to be able to be so many different things. Yeah. At first, it's going to feel a bit like, I'm a little bit of everything. Does that mean like a bit of everything and nothing at the same time? No, it just means you are powerfully you, you're standing in your yes. power. And you're, you can be placed in different situations and act a little bit like a chameleon and that's what I liked about the modeling a lot like I was like a little chameleon like for one day I had to be this and on the next day I had to be you know I had cornrows and green hair And <laughs> the next day I was like completely you know feminine and all that sort and I loved that yeah. about about modeling because yeah. it allowed me to step into that um this almost chameleon state right and yes. it's cool like you just said, being able to do all these different things and allowing yourself to explore these parts of mm-hmm. yourself that then um, g- bring you to learning new skills, yes being more than what than the facade we show to yes. others. Yes. So it is yes. a, it's a very powerful thing. Yeah.
1: And I love it. I love it too. And I think, you know, for clients or for listeners, it's, it's, it can be so powerful just to think, right, what, you know, what limits am I putting on myself? You know, how am I limiting myself? You know, what am I identifying as my identity and kind of the limiting parameters around that? You know, I'm only the outdoorsy type, or I only do this, but I don't do that. And you start challenging yourself and thinking about maybe that hobby that you might want to do, but you've just told yourself. You're not that. And then taking those steps towards that is, is amazing for your confidence, right? In the doing in Absolutely. actually the doing and doing something new, exploring something new, breaking out of that mold that you've maybe put yourself yes. in.
0: Lovely. You just said it so beautifully. That's exactly it. It's stepping out of your comfort zone and learning new skills and really asking yourself, where am I limiting myself? So mm. because I'm this outdoorsy person, does that mean? I eat a certain way, I talk a certain way, Mm. I only see certain people, um, you know, open up Mm. your horizons. I think it also leads to a beautiful life of being more (laughs) non-judgmental, because you're dabbling into more uh, fields, different areas, different kinds of people. Yes. And when you can adapt, you can be like on a, I don't know, red carpet event and on the next day be like, I don't know, running in the mud somewhere outside yes. and, uh, with with another complete community. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I think that's like allows you to see the beauty in, in different areas, different industries, different people, different, even different cultures. Yes. If, when you allow yourself to really be part of things without feeling like, oh, but I don't belong to those people. Those people won't accept me because I'm not... Not, I'm new to this. If you allow, if you remove all these barriers and these limitations, and you go into it with like an open heart and open mind, you also become a less judgmental person. Yes. You start, you know, really appreciating and seeing the good yes. in, in people rather than being like, that's not my kind of people, or that's not really nice, or I don't like them because of this. Well, be part of their world first, and then you'll see if you don't like it truly.
1: A hundred percent. I think it's such a problem in society, isn't it? Like we want our minds want to make sense of the world and like to make sense of the world we literally put things in boxes it's how society works you're this you're not that because then we can start to okay right you know it's not this gray area this murky area Mm -hmm. but that's incredibly for many reasons that's incredibly problematic but that definitely must contribute to this as well
0: absolutely making assumptions making assumptions to make sense of the world yes sense of control to yeah. for your identity for things to be in place for things to make sense right yeah of course our brain strives to to make sense out of things right like yeah. we just talked about and uh, to keep you safe and a lot of times that's making sense of situations but um challenge that at times because um we are not in adulthood we haven't really been kind of trained or we're not used to learning new skills mm-hmm. and I always um kind of I started getting into skip skipping or jump yeah. rope just yeah, like yeah. a little over a year ago now and I was so like uncoordinated like it really yeah. wasn't my thing at all I didn't yeah. know how to do it and it was so lovely to just have a couple, I did a couple sessions with a coach because I really yeah. didn't know how to get started and do all these cool tricks behind your back and yeah. stuff. And so I had to suck at it at first. Yeah. I had to fail at it. I had to look really weird and feel a little bit dumb at first yeah. when you can't do something, especially when you're overachiever yes overachievers will resonate yes. like yes. we don't even want to get into yes. something we're not good at yes. because we don't want to get through that phase <laughs> Then i teach all my clients about the learning curve yeah and like Love it. All, you all have to start somewhere and you know even the most successful people had their first ever coaching session their first yeah. ever run their first ever client i don't yeah. know their first ever recording in a studio yeah the first ever set dj set whatever it is right yeah. so we ha- you have to start somewhere and do not limit yourself try something new you want to yeah. run you want to run a half marathon this year start running a little bit start dabbling into running or you want to like I, I told you this the other day right i want to start djing for myself Love as a hobby so right so yeah. i was like i'm just going to get a console yeah. and i'll suck at it and i started a little <laughs> bit and i don't have a console yet but i started a little bit on these online stuff and i how does this work um but that's a cool phase. That's a cool, it's, it's where you teach yourself to step out of your comfort zone yeah. and you're learning so much more about yourself. Yeah. And uh, with time, yeah, you become an individual that knows how to run, knows how to play tennis, yeah. knows how to ski, knows how to, because you've allowed yourself to suck at things.
1: Absolutely. We don't do that all. It's a huge skill. Yeah. It's a huge skill, yeah. especially as you said, you're that high achieving or that perfectionist type, right? right? It's like me with my couch to 5K, <laughs> ego <laughs> yeah. had to go out the window and I was doing my walks and my runs but now I'm like 16 runs in and that was a great test for me you know go back to those basics we you've obviously shared so many amazing tools already Valentina um which I knew you just would and that's why I was so (laughs) excited to have you on here but if we just go like take you slightly back to your story and we were thinking about you know you you described the universe kind of cornering you what what were the signs when you know what were the signs that that was happening to you how did you know that you need to make that change and you know it's incredible that you've got to this space now but what what were those starting points how did you start to to build up your confidence from that space so the signs
0: were obvious for me they were crippling Anxiety, yeah, chronic anxiety that then turned into full-blown panic disorder, which means I was afraid of being afraid, afraid of the panic, afraid of the fear, so fearing the fear. Yes, and I couldn't, I just couldn't get out of that. And I remember finishing high school. uh, Anyone who's done the IB will resonate. Yes, uh, the International Baccalaureate. It's very (laughs) tough, and it's been. um, I was uh, two years in Slovenia um, doing this IB. um, Yeah. With, uh, in a dorm and it was just a very new experience I was 16 years old and I lived in Slovenia for two years and when I finished high school me and my girls who also graduated the IB we went to um, Egypt for a little like high school trip yeah. right and now we are having dinner all chill relax. it's yeah. warm it's nice is over I can't believe it like we gotta sign up for unis now and stuff like that Yeah. and while I was having dinner at a certain point I just out of randomly out of the blue just felt like dying right and I'd never first of all, I didn't even know what a panic attack was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it wasn't even part of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. So there was no awareness about that. So the first thing I thought was that I was having a heart attack. Um yeah. and I threw myself basically on my chair on the floor and they're like, What's going on? I'm like, Oh my god, I'm dying, I'm dying, and my heart was racing like up like my I could feel it in my throat. My heart was like pumping like I could feel it in my throat. I couldn't feel my arms, my legs. Um, I was shaking. my my whole throat was constricting. Mm. Like it was, I just was like, okay, that's it. Like mm. I'm I'm dead. Mm. And you know, went to hospital and they ended up misdiagnosing it, saying it must be some heat stroke, some bronchitis, don't know what. So got back home, and I was like, I hope I don't get this episode again. What was it? Because yes. I've never had a heat stroke like this. I've never had bronchitis. Yes. So I started getting yes. into my own head with this. Yes. Right. So I was like, yes. starting to live very. St- I was starting to truly like somehow live internally and 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 pick up all the signals in my body that were potentially going to let me know that I'm having another of those attacks right so i was like what is this oh my god my heart my throat so mm. it was very much i couldn't focus on anything anymore mm. apart from like all my sensations mm. right so i was almost obsessing over it and yeah well obviously when i got home i got many more of these episodes and i had to um i didn't know what to study I, again, being so multifaceted and wanting to do so many different things, I really struggled to find like, what should I study? And I went to Austria and studied biology and my panic attacks started going, were so bad that I had to move back home um, to Italy mm. and go into therapy like full time. I mean, lots happened in between all of that, but um, I just had to move back home and quit uni and really take my mental health seriously yeah. and go on a whole journey. And it was truly A journey because things have been misdiagnosed, been given the wrong dosages of a lot of tranquilizers that would knock me out, and I would have horrible nightmares. And I was like at a point where I just couldn't get out of bed without being afraid that, you know, and have another three, four panic attacks on that day or feel like dying. And so it was a constant uh was just living in crippling like in fear, Mm -hmm. a cycle of fear. And so it was very obvious. Like the universe truly cornered me like you know, you, you you can't function anymore if you don't address this. Yeah. Because I couldn't function. And I was this overachieving 15-year-old on expeditions yeah. in India. I was sponsored yeah. with, by Mercedes with this incredible project. We were doing such great things in the world. And then, you know, modeling and I was great at school. But then after like Slovenia and all these things, like I wasn't getting the results I wanted. So I didn't get my validation from that anymore. Not being the straight A student anymore, you know, struggling with these panic attacks to so the point where I, I even, you know, couldn't even do a set of stairs without getting a panic attack. So even the sports side of me, the very athletic part of me was like, it was killing all my parts. I feel like the, you know, the universe cornered me and then killed all my parts, the Mm -hmm. sporty part, the Mm -hmm. high achieving part, the explorer Mm -hmm. part, the modeling part, all of it was like, bang. And so it, yeah, it didn't let me function. And this was in my case, a very obvious sign, but in other cases it it could be a bit more subtle, but if you don't listen to those subtle signs, that's when it, when the universe goes like, there, I'll corner you. And I've been cornered many more times after that. Yes. With different things. Yes. Whether that was my acne, or exactly when I was starting my business. Yes. Cystic acne, like at 25, 26 yes. years, when you're like setting up your business was quite tough. Yes. Um, so yeah, there were times where it was just cornered me and it was like, if you don't focus on this, if you don't address this, if you don't listen anymore, like you won't be able to function properly. And that's when I had these breakthrough moments. That's when I when my life took turns. So there's always been, you know, You only realize this in retrospect, when you've turned the corner, you you look back and you're like, oh, of course. Makes sense. Makes sense. Absolutely. Um, You don't feel it when you're in the thick of things. So if you're in this situation right now, just remembering that like, it will make sense. Just keep on working on it. Keep on, like don't lose hope. Because this is one thing that was really hard for me is when I lost hope. When I was like, I'll live with this forever. And this is also, you know, one of my purposes is this, is to give people that hope again, that like everything is possible and you can change. Mm-hmm. You can change. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and you're, you know, you're this. living, breathing example of that and how you turn such a, a dark space into, you know, as this podcast says, but really, truly that that opportunity for growth. And it's an analogy I use with my clients as well, is if you imagine like you're this um, beautiful like Greek temple and you're like a pillar in the temple, right? And if you haven't got those foundations in place, something knocks you and it's potentially going to floor you. And, but that, that flooring is a real opportunity to then build up your temple, build up your pillar in a different way, as you so beautifully did. You know, everything was stripped away from you. You were literally at that breakdown. But from those realizations, you've now built yourself into a much stronger Pillar. So if something does happen in life now, it might like tip the pillar a bit, but it's not going to have that complete flooring effect. I love that analogy Lucy what a lovely analogy I never yeah. know where it came from I just, I don't know this happens in sessions if my clients are, are listening they're like they, oh. I'm just like bear with me if this doesn't make sense but this is coming to me sometimes we draw it out oh. but that was one of them you know that breakdown into into a breakthrough and how you can actually utilize that to build yourself up in a different way and it can be a relationship it can be something happening with jobs it can be health it can be ans- you know anxiety it can be so many different things but once you've had that awareness and you've worked on yourself or worked with someone it's that real opportunity to to build a really strong foundation as you so beautifully have done love it that's exactly it and this analogy fits perfectly it's exactly why i
0: use the term unshakable confidence yes because like you know things will stay still hurt Mm -hmm. you are living a human experience Mm -hmm. don't shy away from like the fear that the let's say negative emotions i'm doing air quotes here negative emotions they're all teaching you something and at the end of the day, you know, that will still happen to you, even when you've built your new beautiful temp- pillar to your temple, right? yeah. like you, you explained, um, but it won't be destroyed anymore. Yes. Maybe another another pillar from the temple might have to be destroyed in yeah. the future and you have to rebuild it again. But don't be afraid of that because, you know, no, no one's journey is perfect. Nobody's no journey is perfect. Way. And we really realize this, like growing up, you see like beyond what people what people show you. So at the end of the day, you know, unshakable in the way that you are. You are confident. Things will, but still, things will still hurt you, but they won't destroy you.
1: Yes, and you have those tools and those strategies under your belt to be able to to manage that. Yeah. Uh, I guess another question I have for you, Valentina, is if you were kind of able to to travel back and travel back to that younger version of yourself, maybe when you were in Egypt or when you've got back from Egypt and you were losing hope. You know with the version that you are now what might you say to that younger version of yourself what advice might you give if you could have traveled back
0: wow I would tell her so many things <laughs> especially at a point where um the disorder had also kind of um, it pushed me into staying into a emotionally abusive relationship mm-hmm. for longer because I was so afraid I was already dealing with my stuff so obviously catering to his needs and being stuck in this kind of really toxic uh, relationship dynamic um so that was a time where I really lost hope because on all fronts I felt like I'm stuck in this like I can't get out like he's so bad for me but on the other hand he's almost a savior because I'm so scared of you know every day I'm, I'm living in fear and he's he knows all about this and he's he felt like safety but also felt like being he was also he was the safety but also like damaging to me at the same time sure so that was a time where i really lost hope because i felt like i can't get out of this relationship i can get out of this disorder i can get out of this town like i can't get out like i want to go back into an international setting i have so many like ideas and so many like projects and dreams that's when i lost hope and that's where i would tell her like absolutely keep on going like everything changes you know what i would tell her i was so convinced there was no way out and i would tell her about this beautiful The law of polarity Mm -hmm. that one doesn't exist without the other right there's no darkness without light there's no hot without cold how can you experience something being hot if you've never experienced something being cold right how do you know that it's nighttime and it's dark if you've never experienced something bright and nature teaches us this all the time look around you'll see the law of polarity everywhere and i'll just tell her not this way in very simple and comforting words i would tell her that um, there is no way you're experiencing this low forever. There is no, there is no low forever. There's no storm that lasts forever. Yeah. Yes, they, they create havoc, hurricanes, mass like destructions, but then there are brighter days. There's, they, they don't last forever. So the lows are not there to stay. Every low leads to a high. Mm-hmm. And the lower it is, the higher it will be when you when you're out of it. And that's what I felt when I started Breathing again correctly, living again, seeing colors around me, seeing a potential future, seeing that I could also be successful, that I can also go back to like studying, that I am, you know, uh, you know, I thought always I wasn't smart enough, not good enough, all these different things. Actually, it is possible for me to wait a minute. And that is such a high when you get that energy, you're like, wait, I've accomplished that. You know. I remember the first time I was able to run seven minutes Mm -hmm. because I couldn't even do like stairs without getting a panic attack because it would trigger like my heart rate would yeah it's the same physiological
1: symptoms right and the mind's gonna go absolutely this is what we're going into mind went crazy so
0: my first run was seven seven minutes without a panic attack then it came yeah but i could do the first seven minutes and let me tell you i was running like really really slow like and um i texted my whole family on the family group chat hey like i managed to run seven minutes like without a without a panic attack and it was such a high for me because the low was so low and i could finally start seeing like progress but there was always this inner critic being like you used to be able to run so much more like you're now yes. running just 7 minutes so it's such so such a mental work to tell her to stay quiet and be like Yes, but compared to what I'm just going through, this is a great achievement. Yes. It's really hard when you compare yourself to even an older version of you that yes. used to be able to do more. Yes. And now like everything crumbled and you can do a little bit more, but not what you used to. So it was a constant battle. And I had to learn how to live. I almost, I almost say like I had to learn how to live again. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, a club. I wouldn't be able to go to a club without getting a panic attack, because the bass, the music, everything would trigger a yeah. panic attack. So with my therapist, when I learned to breathe and to meditate, um, you know, he told me, you know, walk into the club. When you feel the panic attack arise, arising, or you feel those sensations rise, you t- take a couple steps back, you breathe, you self-soothe. We learned how to do that. And then you take two steps forward. And then when you feed it again, you take three steps back, but then you'll start taking four or five steps forward. Great. And I had to do that Lucy, I tell you, with everything. So I had to do that in clubs. I looked like a freaking weirdo. Um, My ex at the time was a DJ, so he was doing his thing. And I was just going back and forth, in, out of the club, in, out of the club. Then with buses, I had to do it, train myself. Sometimes I had to get off the stop Mm -hmm. because it was so bad. Mm. I couldn't do it on planes. That was really tricky. But I did it on trains. I did it at everything. When I would eat too much, eat too little, I'd get a panic attack for eating too much or eating too little. I get a panic attack when it was too hot or too cold so I'd had to really start living again cinemas like everything that would basically everything triggered a panic attack so I had to just in every new situation train myself to combat the the this anxiety yeah and so yeah it's really been a, a journey
1: yeah and I think you know that exposure therapy that your therapist put you through is it's so important and powerful you know we can't anxiety is such like a physiological response so it's really difficult to be able to you can't just really sort of out think anxiety it is unfortunately in the behavior and you teaching your mind which will naturally kind of overestimate risk and underestimate your ability to cope you know we go back to that learning curve is teaching your mind that you can cope you can do this and then you can build on that and it sounds like that exposure therapy at the time where you needed it for that panic disorder there's a real link between that and now how you're using it now in a better in a better space but still utilizing its methods right and that you're exposing yourself to new things like the jumping rope Um, that's exactly (laughs) it yeah
0: exactly in any sort of situation you can use that and put yourself in a know, anxiety you know pops up like self-soothe or even it might not be anxiety it might be nervousness you know and just learning these tools is incredible another thing because you asked about you know what I would tell my younger self yeah I'd teach her how to breathe correctly
1: yes that's why I'm now well, on breath work big on yeah. breath work right <laughs> I'm very
0: big on breath work because it's really changed my life. And I was obviously hyperventilating nonstop mm-hmm. because of my panic attacks. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't understand anything about breathing correctly. Yeah. So when that happened, you know, like you said, you can't outthink the anxiety. When people, when you're having a panic attack, people say, calm down. It's like <laughs> your mind can't, you, you no. cannot do that. right? No. So how do you address that anxiety when you're in a state of panic is biologically, yeah. right? By yeah. acting on the nervous system. Yeah and the only way to do that is truly breathing correctly yeah. so that's definitely another thing I would
1: it's do essential teacher. it's I I do with my clients I'm like right today we're going to do what I actually I'm, I'm mean and and t- like sort of create a, a situation where I'm like show me how to take a deep calming breath and I'm like you're breathing wrong <laughs> I, yeah, say yeah, it in a, yeah. I say it in a very nice way but it's crazy right the babies if we look at babies they're gorgeous belly breathers and that's how i are meant to breathe and we we've, we've just lost that and and the breath work and the breath when you're feeling that anxiety or that panic or you're taking yourself into a new situation you are literally signaling to the brain i am safe i'm safe we don't need to go into the threat response we don't need to pump the body now full of adrenaline and cortisol like it is the most powerful signal right well said totally agree with you i've said about kind of looking back so if you're tra- doing a lot of time traveling in this episode but yes. if you've looked back to your younger self what if that younger version of yourself could see you now you know what would you think she'd be proud of you for doing what would stand out
0: well first of all setting up my business yeah it was always a dream of mine and i you know, I've really tried, like I said, to be different things and fit into different boxes. I tried the corporate thing, I tried I tried it all. Like I tr- I tried loads of things, like mm. just full time modeling, corporate, the more like clinical. Like I've I've dabbled in all these different spheres. Yeah. But what I really wanted was to set up my own business. That's what I wanted. So I wanted to be my own boss and, you know, have flexibility and freedom in my life. Yeah. It was something I always aimed towards and I always thought, oh, everyone else takes this route it's so hard like again you have to kind of stand out or take the maybe road less traveled even though a lot of people are setting up businesses but for me I had the example of you know nine to five that's what I saw right Um, with my friends not really with a family because I have family in are in, in the entrepreneurial space but I could see my friends and everyone else just following that route so I was like okay well that's probably what I need to do so I would say setting up my business is literally what she would be so, so proud of. And then everything that comes with that, because then it's like, okay, you set your business, but then you set up a successful business. That's not, you know, just a hobby. You're actually making money. And then, you know, you are being interviewed in podcasts or you see yourself on, I was not certain magazines, or maybe you see yourself when when I got the Yahoo Finance thing or whatever it might be, like all these different things, they would literally like, she would be, she'd be shocked. I think she'd be shocked because these are, these are, Parts of me that I didn't allow myself to explore back then, and I didn't think it would be possible. So setting up my business, and then the main thing is seeing the results with my clients. Yeah, seeing their energy change, seeing their life change, and then them, you know, their changes impacting people in their lives. And um, you know, sometimes when I read back testimonials, I'm like, of course, that's why I'm doing this for. And I. I can see my younger self being really proud of that because I remember sitting on my couch at home in Italy in a small island called Grado where I grew up um, on this white couch
1: funny link there just to intercept oh my god it's yeah. that we go way back in that my family always used to go to Garizia which is very close to Grado and these are small small areas in Italy and we have family friends there called the Felugas that which have their own know. vineyards yeah so I'm just going to intercept because yeah. that was mental how the universe Crazy. kind of brought us together Absolute. in that
0: way and then we have people in common yeah and we meet like I don't know years later in a complete different space and find that we have connections yeah i love that so i was sitting on that couch (laughs) at home and um, i was like googling how to be a life coach so it goes way way back um, I saw this Marie Forleo YouTube video, how to set up your coaching business, and I saw it, and it was like, oh, you have to start practicing on clients, and I was like, oh my god, I don't have enough life experience, you know, all these yeah. things about, um, I had no clue. That yeah, it's not about life experience, you know, but it was like, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have the credentials, and I would have to put myself out there, and I would have to sit around. So I was so scared, and I was just like, I shut my computer off, and I was like, okay. Let's go back to what I'm supposed to be doing, right? And so um, that is something that my younger self would be so proud of is seeing that I've set this up, but I'm actually helping people. And I get to call this like my work now yeah. and be surrounded by people I love and that there is no limit in what I can do, which is what I love and what I need is to know that there is there's no ceiling for me. Yes, If I keep on working and doing what I love, like the sky's the limit.
1: Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's what I love about uh, your ethos and your method is it's all around limitless living, right?
0: Absolutely. If
1: you were to leave the listeners with like a piece of advice or, you know, some words of wisdom, it really feels like in this episode or in your journal entry today, Confidence is the thing that's underpinned it, right? Confidence to turn your life around, confidence to live this, you know, multifaceted identity, confidence to build your business and building your business, confidence to then serve others who are now building their confidence. So it really feels like, you know, there's this real underlying theme of this unshakable confidence that, that you've so beautifully described. So what would could be maybe a takeaway for our listeners or you know however you want to beautifully put it for them to implement into their life after listening to this episode I would say you know think of your next
0: big bold brave move Mm -hmm. and you know there might be some fears involved just have a look at them take an honest look at what you're not doing in life because you're afraid of what people think of you so think of that big bold move you'd love to do and then kind of sit down with yourself have a conversation with yourself honestly and and you know look at what am i where am i limiting myself what am i not doing and what is the fear behind it what am i fearing and then ask yourself what's the worst thing that can happen yeah because you know people you're afraid that people might judge you. You're afraid that people from school might think something about you. This fear of judgment, it's huge. It's like what most clients come with. It's like what limits so many people is, right? It's, it's not belonging, not being understood, being judged. And I would say, I hope this interview can help you to challenge that. And um, mark my words, like you'll realize it's the torturous part is what you're doing before you take that move. It's the the narrative you tell yourself before you take that big, bold move. The bold move is not what you're scared about. The, you know, let's say people, I'd say let's, let's use the running example. Yeah. The run is what, not what you're afraid of. The run is not what, like, let's say someone says, okay, I'm not capable of going for a run. I'm not a runner, I can't do this. Is it? it's what you're telling yourself before. That's, the, that's the, tor- the torture happens exactly there. It's the narrative you're telling yourself. Then going on that run won't be that hard. It's not the action itself. You'll put on your shoes and you'll see, wait, it's not that bad after all. What was bad was everything that came before. What would this person think? What would that person think? What would mom think? What would dad think? Whatever it is, right? So what I would say is challenge that and challenge the narrative that you have decided to, to feed and the the narrative you are listening to, and take that action and um, just don't look back. Keep on moving forward. And you don't look dumb, you don't look weird. You are actually building on skills that make you a badass human being and surround yourself with people who will celebrate that and love you for that and you'll just be winning.
1: I love that you know it couldn't be a better more powerful ending Valentina on top of that you've done your job for me because those will be the journal prompts from your entry today so I usually write them after the episode but you've put together a really great set of journal prompts there to get you started on this journey of having this unshakable confidence as you now embody So the journal prompts from today's episode with Valentina are all around confidence. So as you're answering these journal prompts, I really want you to try and visualize what that most confident version of yourself would look like, what she would feel like, and how she would show up. So the journal prompts are, how would you know if you were feeling confident? What would you be doing now that you aren't already doing? What would you believe about yourself? How would you approach your day? How would you manage any difficulties? How would your life benefit from being more confident? How can you take one step closer to the most confident version of yourself? As always, the journal prompts will be in the show notes below. They will be at lucyspicer.com, And if you want them first, you can sign up to my mailing list on my website. Thank you so much for joining me. I knew it was going to be good, but you've absolutely <laughs> smashed it out you, the park Lucy, it's because we always have such great and conversations it's been together. Such a pleasure having you. So, I will leave all of Valentina's details in the show notes and ways that you can find her and work with her. But for now, thank you so much for your entry into the journal. Thank you so much Lucy for having me and I'm so proud of you. You've been listening to The Journal with me, Lucy Spicer. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation and that you feel uplifted and inspired to create change in your own life. Please take a second to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone who you think needs to hear this story. To find today's guest and to download the journal prompts, visit the links in the show notes. And to learn more about the Lucy Spicer practice and how to work with me and my team, go to lucyspicer.com. For advice and a daily dose of motivation, find me over on Instagram at Lucy Spicer underscore. Thank you so much for listening and I'll meet you back here for the next episode.